Hey, welcome to the Tradies Success Podcast. If you're loving the podcast, we'd love to help you start, scale, or automate your tradie business. We help everyone from startup all the way up to $1 million plus months, and would love to be able to help you too. So click the link in the show notes if you're interested in getting some support and joining an epic community of legends in the academy. We'd also appreciate if you're loving the podcast to leave a review. It helps us reach more people and help more tradies like you run successful businesses. All right, let's get into it. We're here with Aiden Short. How, how are you going, man? Good, man. How are you? Yeah, going really good, thanks. I'm really excited to have a chat and just find out more about you, dude. Like, I'm really excited to, last time we talked to Brendan Marshall and just found out about him and what he's been up to um, and about his history and why he became an electrician. So, thanks for joining us today, man. Yeah, no worries. Keen as. So, tell me a little bit about why you became an electrician, dude. Um. I actually had a cousin who had his own uh, electrical business. And when I think I was in grade 10 or 11, I did a bit of work experience with him um, and I really enjoyed it. And I also didn't enjoy book work and computer work that much. (laughs) So I didn't want to go to uni. I didn't want to keep doing more um, study, really. I wanted to do a trade of some sort. And yeah, um, electrical is just something that kind of stood out. That's what I wanted to do. And I haven't really had any other job other than electrical. Started my apprenticeship in school and then just went full-time. So I haven't done anything other than um, electrical as a job. So you did school-based learning or whatever it is? Yeah. So in grade 12, it was towards the end of grade 12, I got signed up as a school-based apprentice, um, which was good. Gave me a little bit of a head start. And then as soon as grade 12 finished, just literally that week, I was straight into, um, straight into work. So yeah, cool. Did, so good. you get a credit on your apprenticeship, like six months or a year for doing that program? Yeah, I only got, I think I only got two months because I didn't join at the beginning of the year. If you start yeah. right at the beginning of grade 12, I think it takes off like four or five months because you only do it two days a week and then three days of school. Yeah. Um, so it was pretty hectic. That last, that last few months of school was pretty um, full on to try and stay on top of your assignments and schoolwork and then also not being there for two days a week. Yeah, it, it would, yeah, it sort of prepares you for having an electrical business, doesn't it? Like for yeah. what you had to go through, like year twelve exams, which is like your book work, and uh, trying to run it, run the jobs, and, and learn at work as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was. Um, yeah, definitely. Even when I started my first year as a tradie, I was like, I definitely want to work for myself. Um, I wasn't yeah. exactly sure when I was going to do it, um, but yeah, I knew that's what I wanted to do. So. Yeah, cool. And how old are you now? Um, 26. Um, what did you say? How, how soon after my apprenticeship did I start? You're yeah, finishing yeah. Up, How long after you're finishing your apprenticeship did you start your business? Uh, so I finished my apprenticeship um, and then I did just one because you have to do a full year as a tradie before you can go for your contractor's license. That was the rules when I, um, when I finished. So as soon as that year was up, um, I did my contractor's license and then I think it was... Yeah. Six months after that, I started my my own um, business. I actually left. I left a decent company. Like I was on a real decent wage. Um, they did bonus systems as well. So um, yeah, I left a decent wage when I was still still pretty young to go work for myself. And went from like I could have probably done like ninety, a hundred thousand dollars of wage wages that year. Yeah. Um, and I left and ended up paying myself six hundred a week after tax. So it was like, 
it was a yeah. massive a massive drop but i just kind of was thinking for future um, yeah no sensible move too. like starting like starting your own business it does it does take a lot to reinvest a lot of the money back in um yeah. but how did you find that initial process of starting your own business like what was that like since it's pretty fresh like how long you've been in business now for um this is only my second year coming into february um, yeah so perfect. february from february will be two years yeah this is so this is titled <laughs> your first year in business yeah love it cool yeah so i remember you started the incubator when you were six months into your business um so but what was it like you know going out on your own that's still fresh in your mind i can hardly remember what it was like initially for me but what was that experience like for you like the the feeling of um, leaving that hundred cushiony job hundred thousand yeah. dollars moving into you know six hundred dollars a week net yeah it was um it was a bit scary at first but i was fortunate i wasn't um i was with a housemate and i was paying very little in rent i had no expenses didn't have any loans or anything yeah um so I was, I knew that I could live off that $600 a week um, and I wouldn't be going backwards. And I had some savings. Um, I sold all my, I had motorbike and uh, I had another, a spare car. It was like my hobby. Um, and yeah, just, just sold all that, put some money in the bank and started. Do you remember your first job? Well, what were you doing? Yeah, it was, my first job was actually a, ma- <laughs> a massive um, Renault in in norman park like a yeah. big two-story full re like full rewire fit off like it was yeah. a massive job um and i didn't obviously didn't have anyone working with me um but yeah it all went smoothly and yeah from there i just had little bits and pieces i went around um like doing flyers in people's letterboxes all that kind of stuff yeah. working working for nothing to try and get work like I'd accept any job. Someone would call up and say, oh, I've got a quote for this much. And I'd be like, yep, I'll come do it. I'll come do it cheaper. So I was one of those people that um, we all hate. Yeah, um, one of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, but when I was there, I tried to, I really tried connecting with them. Even though I knew I wasn't really making money, I'd still like talk to them. And then, then that's where the return work came in, which mm. kind of shot me in the foot because every time I'd go back, it'd be a bit more expensive. And then, yeah. Yeah. Uh, when people pay that little price, they're expecting it to stay stay at that price. Um, so I found getting caught in this circle of they would tell their friends and they would tell their friends and then I was kind of stuck. It made it really difficult for me to increase my pricing. Um, yeah. And I was from the beginning, I was always doing like per item prices, but I would do it off exactly how long I thought it would take me and then like 80 bucks an hour. Yeah. So... Yeah, so, I'd shoot myself in the foot so many times and I was never tracking it. Like I'd do a PowerPoint install. I'd never look at exactly how long it took me. I'd just be like, oh, I did 10 PowerPoints. I was there for six hours and I made 400 bucks. I'm like, oh, yeah, whatever it that's is. That's what it is. is. Yeah. yeah. So how does that compare from the knowledge you have now, you know, in the last, you know, six months of being in the programs that you have, like how's that changed compared to what you knew then? <clears throat> Um, so now with zero actually set up properly, I can see what comes out of my account every month. Um, yep. just the general costs of running the business. Uh, um, and I realize now that I don't just need to cover my wage. Like when I was first started, I'm like, if as long as I pay myself that 600 a week and I cover all my expenses, then I'm doing well. Like I'm not going backwards. Um, 
but now I realize that there's to be able to grow. Um, you can't, you can't keep that up. And I wasn't even paying myself a real wage. So yeah. any, anyone else would have been going backwards 600 bucks a week. Um, so yeah, looking at that, I realized I needed to do something, with my pricing, get a bit more structured. Um, so yeah, it did, it did make a massive difference joining up with you guys. Cause I joined the base membership first, um, then went to the mastermind and then into peak performers. Yeah. I'm sorry. Incubator then peak performers. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's made a massive difference. I was just actually looking at um, zero today and I've jumped in from year to date. So um, January, 2019 to, oh, sorry, July, 1st of July, 2019 to January, 2020. Um, I think I did 80,000 turnover. And then the same time this year, I've done 140 turnover and profit went from uh, 12, I think 12,000 the first year to 43. Um, and I've increased my wage to 75,000 a year instead of under 40. Yeah. So that so was, that's, that's, that's included after. in profit really. Yeah. So that's, so that's after, yeah. Yeah. That, that would be extra profit on there if you took that wage as well. So it's yeah. a massive difference and just be able to see that, um, see the kind of goal now instead of just, getting to the end of the week and being like, oh, did I go backwards? Um, yeah. That's more being able to see like clearly what I yeah. need to make, what I need to be charging. Yeah. Do, do you remember the feeling that you felt in terms of like the confusion or when you were fresh out? Because there's plenty of people just, you know, starting businesses now and they're feeling a certain way uh, in terms of like, how do I get work? Like what were you doing? Were you like browsing internet to try and figure yeah. out answers or what's the sort of things that you were doing and um how are you feeling at that time yeah so i spoke to a few people who had um their own businesses um on how they got work and a lot of them were like old school um like they've been in business for ages and they built their business off word of mouth yeah um so i growth way yeah <laughs> i i tried it and i did get some jobs um like I just went around to a lot of people, um, dropped into real estates and all that, but I didn't know what I was doing. Like it was a real awkward interaction because I just walk in and mm. be like, hey, like <laughs> I want to do some work. Like what what, what can you give me kind of? I wouldn't really have, yeah. like I didn't know what I was doing at all. Um, so yeah. And then, and then I went from doing that to advertising on Gumtree, um, just made a Facebook page, made an Instagram page. Yeah. Um, and I didn't get anything from them. Those like friends and family followed on Instagram and Facebook. And I didn't know anything about boosting posts. I didn't know anything about Facebook ads. Um, I'm like, oh, if I post photos to Facebook, I'm going to get work because people are going to see it. But literally no one saw it except people who already knew me. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it was just really slow, slow growth. Um, the Were you most- worried at that point? Were you like, Were you like, oh, shit, I don't know if this is going to happen or... Yeah, the worst thing I felt was when I wasn't working, I didn't know what to do. So I'd just be sitting at home. I'd be like, I'll go catch up with mates or whatever. I didn't, I didn't have anything to actually work on. Like I knew I could call yeah. around, but I didn't know who to call. I didn't know what to do to get more work. Um, yeah. So I'd put out a Gumtree ad or something like that and then just wait for my phone Hope. to ring really. Yeah. Hope. <laughs> so I had plenty of spare time. So that was a good thing. Um, but I just wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't going anywhere. And then 
Um, some weeks I just have to dig into my savings or I wouldn't pay myself that week. Um, so yeah, it was just, it was a bit worrying cause I'm like, I oh, surely by now I should be getting a bit more work. Yeah. Um, and a lot of it was just relying on that first big job I did, um, that I put some money in the bank and then, yeah. When you started getting the, uh, lift in your business, what were some of the things that you implemented that actually made such a big difference? Some of the strategies. Um, so being a bit more professional with the quoting was one yep. thing. Um, the front of box that we talked about. So trying to set yourself apart a little bit from other businesses. So have a bit of a, when you send your quote through, have a bit of a paragraph or whatever in the beginning, just explaining what, uh, why they should choose you. Um, yeah. Just key points about your business. Um, setting up referrals, yeah. setting up a Google My Business page, asking for reviews. Um, yeah, just, just little things like that make a – they all make a little difference and then that can be the difference between one job a week and six, seven jobs a week, which then you can turn into yeah. a lot more work. Um, the upselling on site was a massive one. Um, yeah. I think if you're, if you're only getting a few jobs in, you really need to make the most of them, <clears throat> which is obviously what you guys have taught a lot of is – um, selling on site. So that yeah, was, um, it's about that providing was a, as much value to, to a customer as possible, you know, like yeah, exactly. it's not just about selling. It's about overcoming yeah. that fear of, of selling as well, because selling, we're not, we're not car salesmen. We're selling valuable stuff that actually mm -hmm. make a difference in people's lives. Um, and when we can communicate that effectively with the customer, you know, we can deliver more value than the money that they spend on it. Then that's a good deal for everyone. You know yep. what I mean? And that's what we've got to continue to do as an industry. I think not just, you know, just shy away from selling for the sake of selling. We're not doing that. We're trying mm -hmm. to provide such a great service and experience and products that are, you know, going to last a long time that it actually results in, they might, you know, trade you a thousand dollars, but then the value they got was two or 3000 or $4,000, you know, over time. So I think yeah, exactly. a lot of people don't understand that concept. And it can be a bit of a struggle um, with the way you speak to the customer so you don't sound like you're trying to just get money out of them um, to actually yeah, yeah. walk them through the job and show them why, explain why. Don't just say, oh, you need you need a switchboard upgrade. You Like explain yeah. why, explain about safety switches, um, give them some examples. And yeah, it, it, that, make, that made a massive difference. Um, just being able to get that, even just a couple of extra cracked PowerPoints or um, mechs that are about to push into the wall. Like at the end of the day, you're saving, yeah. you're saving the customer having to call another electrician um, or call you out again in a month's time, pay another call out charge. Um, when you're already there on site, you can just get them, get them done. Yeah. And then their time, like a lot of people don't consider that they have to spend more time calling, booking, waiting, yeah taking time off work like that's all value as well you know the more yep. we can we can make that more of a thing the better yeah exactly. cool awesome man well i'm excited to find out why you had the drive to start a business always what where'd that drive come from what what really got you excited to start your own business what was the thing um i just yeah i just knew i didn't want to work for someone for the i don't know for the rest of my life i guess um and I knew that having your business, it can be 
it can be a bit of a risk, but it's also can be a great opportunity down the track. Like there's not many other um, full-time jobs or being an employee where you can get to 40 or younger if you do well and be able to step away and not, not work 38, 40 hours a week. Yeah. Um, so that was something that was a, was a big driver. I wanted to be able to um, get to that stage. I want to get to that stage, just to say. Um, yep. So, yeah, that, that was something I was thinking about um, even when I first started was, yeah, just being able to have that opportunity to create something um, for yourself yep. and, and just have a, have a, um, a business there that you can, you can rely on. Because I think if you, have a, if you have a business that's proven over, over the years, it's more, it's more reliable than having a full-time job because um, you can always, you can, it's up to your employer to get rid of you. Um, and then you're out looking for another job. Whereas if it's your business and you've put all the things in place to keep it up and running and make sure it's, um, it's there to stay, then I think it's a lot more reliable as well. Yeah. Safer, yeah. Than, safer than working for someone. Yeah. You've got control, you know, yeah. if you need yeah. to work harder, you work harder and you get more results. You know, if you yeah. want to get smarter, you get smarter and get more results. That's the thing that we can yeah. invest our time or energy into and, and get the results without, you know, sticking to a framework of hourly rate or you know yeah that cool man um so tell me i'm still i'm still eager to find out where that came from so what was school like for you um yeah i actually did i didn't mind school too much the i love sport i love playing sport at school so i did the obviously hp subjects um yeah i was in what's you play so i played touch um, rugby. Yeah. I played tennis a bit outside of school. Um, I was pretty good at swimming. So I did swimming through high school. Um, in primary school, I did swimming like at, in school and outside of school. Um, but then when I got to high school, I moved more towards football. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, um, I really enjoyed the sport. Um, the school side of things like schoolwork, I wasn't like, I didn't hate it. I didn't mind going to class and whatever else, but it's just, it made me not want to go to uni though. I couldn't sit in the yeah. class, classroom for eight hours um, or just sit on my laptop for eight hours and do work like that. So I definitely didn't want to go to uni. Yeah. Yeah. It's good to uh, identify that early and, you know, yeah, not go to uni and waste a couple of years because uh, I think I really think starting early is really important. And, um, you know, it, it's not, it's not everything with some, some of the most successful people in the world in business, like have started after 40, you know, and, um, yeah. and just exploded. But, um, you know, I think, but they would have started in their journey early in the way that they thought and the way that they put processes together mm-hmm. and the way that they, you know, uh, designed their life around their work. And you know, yeah, it's really cool. Well, I felt like, um, when I first started my apprenticeship, I had mates who were making like four times the amount I was making straight out of school. Like I was on $7 something an hour as a first year. And I'd made like yeah, 15, 15, 16 bucks an hour. Um, and then second year was still trash money. So was third year. And I'm like sitting there watching everyone around me, like making all this more money, going, buying cool stuff. Um, so yeah, it was kind of like, you just had to think of the long-term the long-term girl. So it was, yeah, it was a yeah. bit of a struggle though. Not going to lie the being at TAFE and then 
hearing some of the commercial guys making like three, four times your wage as well. You're like, fuck, I've cho- chosen the wrong, the wrong part to go into. Um, but no, it all, it all played out in the end. Yeah. But where are they now? Yeah. Um, Earning guess, the same amount of money and the same job. Yeah. <laughs> probably. Yeah. Pretty much. It doesn't go up too much yeah. from, um, yeah, especially casual work. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Um, so that's probably where you got the drive from, man. Like your competitive, your competitiveness and you you know, you're really self-driven and uh, if you love sport and you want to improve in sport, I think that's a great base. You know, that's a great base for business. You know, you learn how to yeah. train, you learn how you learn how to, when you train, then you get certain results. Um, yeah. And, you know, I was the same, you know, you've heard my story around swimming. Yeah. And yeah. Um, that's such a good, you know, for kids out there, like if you've got kids, like this, getting you them still into swim? sports and, and fun. Yeah. That's my meditation, man. Yeah. So that's the place I go to when I need to be alone. Uh, I, you know, put my bathers on goggles, jump in the pool and swim laps. Um, yeah. And when I'm in there, I get a real nostalgic sort of really positive feeling of my childhood. I get taken back to, you know, being free and, um, you know, you know, the world's my oyster and just yeah. such good feeling. And the good thing about it is my phone's up in the bag. Um, yeah. Pretty much I have nothing on <laughs> you know, and just gliding <laughs> yeah. through the water and breathing, like rhythmic breathing as well. Like breath work is a really, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's fashionable right now, breath work, like Wim Hof <laughs> and all this uh, breath yeah. work stuff. But breathing is a, a form of breath work because you breathe every three strokes and you're blowing out slowly and, you know, I think getting out of that and I've got this set actually I do, I call it the happy set and the happy set is, uh, it's pretty basic. So I just jump in um, and I swim 50 meters on a minute. So, and I just do a lap at a time and each lap, you know, start with breathing every two strokes on the first lap. And then on the second lap, I breathe every three strokes and then on every four strokes, every five strokes, every six strokes. And I'll get up to 15 or 16 strokes, which is like one breath per 50. But it like works works me up to that. Surely, like it makes sense that it would go the opposite way. You do the long, um, like the one breath per fifty first, then your breaths would get like closer together. Because wouldn't yeah. you be like so out of breath by the time you do, you get to that one breath per. Nah, it's easier. It's easier to get to one breath when you when you step it up per lap. So anyone that's listening, okay. give it a go in swimming. Then give that a go because you can you can start to level up your you you understand that it expand the other thing with lungs and air and stuff like that is when you're breathing um, holding breath and breathing uh, like hyper um, hyperventilating then you actually expel a lot of carbon dioxide your body stops to store carbon dioxide and it brings in more oxygen so you get more efficient at using oxygen. Um, and the other thing I like to combine this with is ketosis. So if, if I've got ketones, you know, there's uh, through ketosis, if I'm in a ketotic state and I'm doing breath work exercise or breath hold stuff, you know, it's proven scientifically proven that, you know, having ketones in the bloodstream makes your oxygen usage more efficient. Um, so it's just, it's just a cool set. You get out just yeah. like floating. Wow. It's just really awesome um, and it's just like wow i can't believe i made that and then each lap you just oh, i can't believe i made that i can't believe i made that <laughs> yeah that's insane so how long can you hold your breath for if you're just like in a not swimming just just sitting well 
Yeah, I I do this. Um, I don't know if this is safe or not, but I hold my breath underwater uh, in the bath, and um, so I'll count my heartbeats, and um, I actually, you know, I'll, I'll sink down in the water and I'll just sit there holding my breath, counting my heartbeats. And same thing, if you, the the thing I've learned about breath work is if you're trying to hold your breath for a long time, if you do a warm up, like I was just saying, like that's a form of warming up to long breath holds. Um, same with doing something like that or just holding your breath in a pool. Like if you could do a, a, a time-based uh, increment growth uh, system, then it enables you to be able to hold more breath for longer. So, you know, uh, in terms of the time I could hold my breath, I don't actually know. But um, there's some fucking crazy videos out there of guys holding their breath for like 15 minutes. Have you seen that? Yeah, yeah. it's insane, yeah. actually. Yeah, <laughs> the world yeah. record's something ridiculous. Like he's on the edge of just his heart not not going. Yeah, <laughs> it's insane. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's pr- pretty awesome to get into that sort of stuff and experience what the benefits of it. Becoming more efficient at using oxygen. I know we we it's the same as business. You know, like we we out there running such inefficient like there's so many people out there and they come into the academy and we look at the business and we're like fuck me man this is so inefficient if we just fix these deficiencies then you will have more time you'll make more money uh and you'll work like a shitload less you know yeah. and um and we do that so quickly it's, it's just fixing those deficiencies within a business uh same with our bodies like we we tend to abuse our bodies we eat shit we drink we you know we mistreat our bodies so it runs inefficiently. But if we just work on things that make our body and our mind more efficient, life is a lot fucking easier, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So what have you been enjoying about your journey at the Academy? Um, I just like how every, every week there's something new to learn. Like you never run out of information. If you've by somehow, if you've caught up to everything you need to, catch up on you can go into like a different section find a new topic on something else um even a technical side of things you can catch yourself up on things you might yep. not have been um <clears throat> doing since you're an apprentice you might have forgotten some real basic stuff that you just haven't done in a long time you can go into um the technical side of things the tips each week are awesome um yeah but yeah the main things are um in, that you can implement to get your revenue and conversions up that actually work. So yeah, that's awesome. Like the, the email conversion boost is such a good idea. I didn't even think of that until we did the session on it. Um, yeah. And it's really easy to automate. So you don't actually have to do anything as soon as you, yeah. As soon as you create a contact, they get the email. Um, Asana has been insane. Like, I, I didn't have service made or anything and I ran my whole business like through Asana before I got service made. So every job went in there. Yeah. Um, the times all went in there, like everything. I didn't use anything other than Asana. Um, yeah. And it worked. Like it wasn't, it wasn't perfect, obviously. It's hard, yeah. a bit harder to move stuff around, but I didn't miss anything. Um, and now every morning and every night, jump on there, close the day off, start the day. Yeah. Um, just sleep so much better. I don't don't get to ten thirty at night and go, oh fuck, I was meant to do that, or I need to do that tomorrow. I can't forget. Um, yeah, and it's all just yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, or yeah, you get a you get a text message at eight o'clock at night, or an email at eight o'clock at night. You just send it, send it straight to Asana, or you start the morning and you can go in, check yeah. it, put it all in there. 
you're not waiting until two days later and going, oh, fuck, I never replied to this. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's been, that's been massive. And all the things you can do through it with um, when you get a team as well, it's awesome. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to when I do hire, being able to get them into a platform where you don't have to constantly be calling and texting and whatever. Yeah. And like our staff <laughs> resolution center we teach and all yeah. of the ways that you can use Asana to really maximize your time. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's been huge for me as well. And um, the other cool thing about it, it's like you're saying it's never ending. I'm constantly innovating in my electrical business all the time. You know, yeah. I was saying like I've got nearly 30 staff now across businesses and I always have to try and figure out what is the, the next move? What is the next innovation yeah. that I need to do? I, ever since I started, I was like, how can I just do that? How can I automate this process? And as soon as I learn it, I'm coming to you guys at Peak Forms and go, guys, we've learned something new. Let's get, yeah. let's go through <laughs> it. And um, yeah, I just love that. You know, it's like these challenges come up at work and we create a solution for it at, at Response Electricians. And then we can bring it to you guys and and teach something. Like that customer, uh, sorry, that staff resolution center took me 10 years in business to figure out. And I can just hand that over to you guys. Um, yeah. and you guys can start using it, you know, as soon as you're in the program. So that's what I'm really so excited about. And, um, you know, to see the growth that we're having in peak performers as well, it's like really, really cool. Yeah. So, that's, that's awesome. So, um, just back on what Aiden's saying about tip of the week as well. So in peak performers, we train electricians and apprentices staff. So the staff of the peak performer businesses and, uh, each week, there uh we give away um a prize for the best tip of the week and so all the electricians are in a group together and they're all learning and supporting each other and uh they'll share a tip of the week and then at the end they'll vote for it and we give away the prize so um it's really cool i've learned heaps of shit from some of the tips coming through it's like what didn't know that yeah yeah <laughs> so, it's funny as because you'll have people who did a, a like apprenticeship 10 15 years ago and they're their tradie taught them something that they've used the whole time and they've thought is just like common knowledge. Yeah. And then, like, no one, no one knows about it or no one else does it. Like, yeah. Yeah. There's some, there's some pretty cool things. Yeah. Cool. So what's the plan for you, man? What's your, what's your goals for 2020? What's the big thing that you want to be doing to um, level up your business this year? Um, so I definitely want to put a tradie on this year. So I'll have a, a third year and a tradie. Um, soon i hope yeah yeah yep and i want to be hitting consistently like between 40 and fifty thousand a month um turnover because i was getting to the point last year where i was going like getting just over thirty thousand a month um with a good good profit um margin um so i think with a tradie it's there's no reason why i shouldn't be able to get to 50 with a tradie and an apprentice yep um so that's, that's one thing I want to get. And I just want to um, really get better at um, making the most of the jobs that I already have yeah. or like making the most of all the leads that come in. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, that's the, that's the main, the main goal is to get that tradie on. Yeah, man. I um, like, like I've like Tim, he, he said um, he wanted a tradie, you know, the same sort of story you just told me then. He was $16,000 a month uh, when he started the incubator. And then nine months later, he was at 50000 
and he said he was going to be at 50,000. I think it was like five years. That's where he wanted to be in five years, you know, and wow. within the, in nine months from 16,000, he was at 50. So yeah. just to let you know that with the, you know, we can make it, make sure that we can scale faster than that. Like I've got no doubt you'll definitely do that. Let's just say by June, you'll be there and then, and then we can go up from there. Yeah, good? That, that would be awesome, man. That would be so good. I think the, the main thing holding me back now is the amount of like the amount of leads coming in. Um, even with a high conversion, there's still not enough. Like obviously mm. towards the end of last year, everyone's busy. Um, but now just um, this month has been really slow. So I'm not sure what it is, whether um, I need to do a bit more advertising or I need to try and reach out to some existing customers. But um yeah, I'll, I'll see what I can do. I've got a, that's an awesome thing as well. You can make a call, like book in a call. So I've got a call booked in with Mitch to go through Google, um, Google ads, which I've never, I've never tried. So yeah. Awesome. Um, there's always ways when you, that's the good thing about having the support of everyone as well. You can ask, you can see like, if I didn't have the Academy, I'd be yeah stressing pretty hard now, but, um, I can see that as being a bad month. So I can kind of limit my expenses, um, and look for more work. Whereas before I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even really know until I just watched my bank account start dropping. Yeah. And then you get a bass bill and you're <clears> like, <throat> where the hell am I going to pay that from? Yep. Yeah. Or a wholesaler bill. Yeah. So um, just on that as well, like I think something that we work on now that we've fairly saturated our advertising ability in a small area, like being an electrical service company uh, with that many people, if you get to a point where your advertising only will reach to a certain amount. So yeah. what we focus on now is quality of uh, lead. So how do we really dial into the quality so that when someone, if we're getting in front of people, we want to make sure we're getting in front of people that will actually convert. And that's uh, the amount of time I see businesses that are, are, are marketing to the wrong market. You know what I mean? They're marketing yeah. to people who will complain who will challenge your price, who want the cheapest. That's where they're marketing, you know, it's because maybe because it's close to home. Um, but, you know, that's what that's leading is, is just failure after failure, lock of, uh, loss of confidence. You know, yeah. it's, it, you know, it's so common. I see it all the time. And so, you know, something we'll work on with you is just really dialing in the quality of the client uh, that comes in as the lead, as you know. Yeah, that's what I have struggled with, especially with the Facebook ads. Um, every time I try it, it gets a little bit better, um, but I'm still not dialed into the right audience. Like, I'll get a lot of I'll get a lot of inquiries, but they're just yeah, not not um, really looking at spending spending any money. They just want to know a little bit more about about the service or whatever, or they yeah. want to go and get like ten quotes. Um, yeah, and they're just going off price, not not quality. So. I need to kind of dial in that audience a bit. Well, something really simple is you can add in your custom audiences, uh, engage shoppers. It's a behavior. So you can okay. add that as it needs to be this audience and they have to be in this area that we teach you like how to really target the yep. geographical area and how to really get that really spot on. But then you can choose people that are engaged shoppers. So they're people that are willing to pull out the wallets and buy. Um, and so online, but then you get the people like, I'm not putting my card online. Like those people. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so those people are going to be a problem to you. 
So you'll get less, it'll be a higher cost per conversion, but when you do get the lead coming in, it's a higher quality. Um, and then as you get the conversions, Facebook will actually optimize for that type of person versus you getting 10 conversions with crap leads. It goes, Facebook just says, hey, you've got 10 conversions. Sweet, we'll optimize for more of those people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas if yeah. you get 10 leads at a higher price, maybe you pay a little bit more, but then Google, uh, Facebook says, oh, they're the 10 people that are actually high quality leads and then they'll it'll optimize for it. So I can show you how to set that up if you don't know how to do it in the next yeah. energy call me. Yeah, that would be awesome because I've got the, the area dialed in um, fine and I thought I had the interests and everything in right. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm still not getting the, the inquiries that, I'm, that I want to be getting. Yeah. No. Um, so yeah, we'll that's awesome. We'll make that happen for sure. Yeah. And um, cool, man. I think Google Ads is the next thing I just want to try. So that would be awesome as well. Cool. Looking forward to helping you with that. Sweet. Dude, thanks for joining us, dude. I'm really excited to uh, share your story out there. Um, I think a lot of people are going to resonate, especially people starting businesses. And I've been really happy to talk about, you know, what it feels like to get into business and some of the challenges you might be facing for some people that, you know, hopefully we can uh, help some people out. And um, yeah, man, I appreciate your time and look forward to helping you in the peak former journey. Yeah, can't wait, man. Hopefully, it's uh, an awesome year. Three tradesmen this year. What do you reckon? <laughs> well, we'll we'll try. Eh? We'll check back fifteenth of Jan, twenty twenty one, twenty two. Twenty two. And uh, Aiden will have four tradesmen. Four now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. Thanks uh, for spending your time uh, with us. Have a good one. All right, thanks, Greg. You too, man. Bye. Stay there. Done. And hey, guys. Hey, if you're watching on uh, Workplace, we're live. Say hi in the, in the comments. I want to see who's actually sitting there watching. I'm watching you. I'm watching you watching me. Post in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, all right. So I'm going to give them five seconds to say hello. Otherwise, we're leaving. Oh, there's three people watching now. All right, man. Uh, we're going to bounce. Yep. I'll talk, talk to you. Awesome, man.